where debt is dumb and cash is king. Tune in weekdays at noon on Smart Talk 106.3. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Shared Media as part of their community commitment. The Bighorn Education Fund is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Shared Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today, and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls, and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Let's get those paint brushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your hosts for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. You're official now, Ron. Apparently. <laughs> Good morning. Aaron Palmer on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, joined as every week by Mr. Ron Richter, who is our color guy, I guess. The co-host. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm official now, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> well, I, we, we shall see. Right. Exactly. And this week we are joined, this is our special guest host, I guess, Senate State Senator, Dave Kinski. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. And how are you? Good morning. Hey, I'm excellent. And you know what? This is very exciting. Look at this newly remodeled Sheridan Media Station uh, interview room. You're going to hit a button there. We're going to see what happens. Test. There, there I go. am. There. Good morning. The colors are wrong. Yes, they it's are. good to be here. With be, I, I feel uh, with you on one side, Aaron, and Ron on the other, I'm like a rose between two thorns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nice way. I was going to say that's the politically correct version. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of uh, of experience with the being politically correct. But the uh, the studio's been remodeled. This is yeah. very exciting. It's interesting. A new format for Public Pulse Friday. So it's mm -hmm. a pleasure to be here. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. We had uh, quite a few things we wanted to talk about. The the first thing was the poll question, and of course. Uh, Dave said that oh, I hadn't seen the results, so let's go ahead and get to the poll question and the results this week, before, Mr. Before Richter. you tell me, let me make a prediction. Okay. Okay. You remember the movie Network? No. 
where the fellow went to the window and he mm-hmm. he said he he was on the t- TV and he just said I'm mad as hell and oh. I'm not going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I want everybody at home to open their windows and yell I'm mad as hell. I'm not, people are mad as hell and they're going to take it anymore. That's what that's where we, we are with property taxes. Three years of double digit increases. Yeah. People are mad and frustrated. The legislature didn't get reform done. And the uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question reflects that. Okay. Indeed. Um, The first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll questioned, should the Wyoming legislature seek a constitutional amendment to implement property tax reform, relief, or some other avenue? And it was pretty overwhelming. 74% of the votes, 210 said amendments. Um, 50 votes, 18% said something other. And then we had uh, 8%. 23 votes that were unsure uh, and did not have an opinion, but voted anyway. Okay. And usually you guys always have a disclaimer saying, well, this is not actually a random poll, so sure. forth. But there, I, I have been privy to a poll, statewide poll, by a, you know, a nationally renowned pollster, and it was reducing or controlling or capping the property tax on homes better than 80% across every Every age group, every political group, every demographic group you can imagine, better than 80%. Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, didn't matter across the board. And and something does have to be done, and it's it's embarrassing that the legislature failed to really deliver this last session. And that seems to be what people are upset about. It's the the taxes themselves, yeah, everybody's kind of looking at that going, yeah, I'm irritated. But I think what a lot of people, at least based on the the town hall meetings that I've attended and what and people that I've talked to, is why didn't they get anything done? Why could they not get anything done? So let's go ahead and take a quick break right there. Let's think about that for okay. a minute. Okay. And we're going to come back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We're talking about property taxes and what we can or can't do with State Senator Dave Kinski. We'll be back right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Avid golfer looking to improve your game? Do you want to avoid injuries and play pain-free? Call Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000. Dr. Hardy has been helping golfers of all levels for years using a combination of chiropractic techniques and personalized treatment plans to help you achieve your goals. Many golfers suffer from common injuries such as lower back pain or shoulder discomfort, but with Dr. Hardy's expertise, you can get back on the course and enjoy the game you love. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, Dr. Hardy can help improve your swing, flexibility, and balance, giving you the competitive edge you need to reach your full potential. So if you're ready to take your golf game to the next level, call Atlas Chiropractic at 672-6000 and book your appointment with Dr. Colin Hardy. Your game will thank you. Atlas Chiropractic and Dr. Colin Hardy, helping you achieve your best game yet. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. 
Call Wrap Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with Wrap Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. Want to stay in the loop during Rodeo Week? Look no further than ShareToMedia.com. Visit the Everything Rodeo page brought to you by Range. Get all the inside scoop with our schedule of activities. Parade route, captivating video interviews, stunning photo galleries. You can relive last year's excitement with exclusive pictures and video. We're constantly updating with new content and activities every single day. Head to ShareToMedia.com and explore the Everything Rodeo page brought to you by Range. Live your West life. Official technology sponsor of the Sheridan Wild Rodeo. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your weekly Main Street Project update. It's a Tonka Toy Wonderland on Main Street. Lots of moving pieces and parts in a tight space, but we are making great progress. And now that we are tied into the original utilities near Dow Street, we can rock and roll down Main Street. Which means we have closed the next section of Main Street from Alger to Grinnell. So be on the watch for new detours and partial side street closures. Don't let the construction keep you from supporting our downtown merchants, especially with Rodeo Week coming upon us. Remember, all sidewalks within the work zone remain open and protected from the construction. There's plenty of parking within a short, heart-healthy walk from Main Street. Oh, and check out the cool art exhibit on the construction fence along the work zone. For the next few months, we will be holding our public meetings on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty, 306 North Main Street. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook and Instagram or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thank you for your patience and understanding. In Express. Call the Man Express. <laughs> <laughs> Got the end of that. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call if you have something you want to talk about or you want to discuss what we're talking about. Here it is 674-4443-672-5763. And we have with us today guest host guest uh, expert, whatever you want to call, State Senator Dave Kinski, and we're talking about property taxes, which is on... The legislative session ended months ago, and this is still, I think, the biggest darn thing that people are talking about still. And and rightfully so. And like we were talking about before the the break, um, people are upset, and I, I think the major reason is nothing got done. Exactly. So people were, what have you heard, Dave? What exactly is it, and and why did nothing happen? Well, you, you asked me why did nothing happen, and so there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Let's just start with just the nation and people generally. Okay. It's an angry time. It's a very angry time. I remember when this was two, 2015, the year before Trump was nominated, and he was running, and I called a fellow that was a nationally renowned pollster, and I said, you know, what's, what's going to happen? And he said, people are so mad. The polls show it's just anger, and anything can happen. He said, the last time I saw polls like this, Ronald Reagan got elected. And he said, if you remember, they made fun of Ronald Reagan. He was an out-of-work actor, but people were just mad as hell, and they thought, you know, hey, we'll give somebody who's not a conventional politician a shot. And so I asked the guy, I said, so is it going to be Bernie Sanders or Trump? He said, it won't be conventional, whatever it is. People are just, they're mad at, at politics as usual. And he was right. I mean, Trump, Trump got the nomination. And, and people continue to be angry. And, you know, so 20 years ago, as people had angst about the economy and about jobs. And, and 20 years later, nothing's really improved. And so they're just mad, just mad as heck. And so that comes, part of that is reflected in the property tax like 
not only do they feel like they're not getting their money's worth out of government, not only do they feel like they're under fire economically, but now property taxes go up by 20% in one year, 20% the next year, 20% the third year, then the legislature gets together, talks about property taxes, and, and achieves nothing. So it, it, part of it is that I don't know that everybody in the legislature feels it as acutely as I do or as you do, or as, or as the public does. I think there are some people there still in denial, just as there were some people, you know, kind of conventional politicians in 2016 that thought Trump was going to flame out. And they just don't get it, that people are very upset and they want some action. So I don't know everybody in the, that last session felt the sense of urgency that I did in terms of trying to get something done. The other problem, and I was on public pulse and, 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 and we talked about this, there were 21 property tax bills, mm -hmm. and that was a problem because where do you focus on 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 any one? And so it, I had one that I worked on that kept running into constitutional issues. I had another idea that I got from Mike Madden to work on the assessment rate. So right now, your house you pay 9.5 percent of the assessed value, and Mike Madden said just reduce that number. So Bo Biden was working on that bill. While I was working on another one. And then it turned out that that bill had constitutional problems because we have a constitutional provision says the difference between different property tax categories can't be more than 40%. So initially we were going to lower it from 9.5 down to like seven and we couldn't lower it any lower than eight and a half, which is still a break, but it's not as it didn't make up for all the inflation that had happened. That bill, we barely got it out of the Senate, just barely. Why? Okay. Now, we have rising assessment values here, but there's some poor counties where property values are flat or going down. So all of a sudden they're saying, hey, you're taking money away from us. You're not reducing a rate of increase. You're taking money away. And I have heard that. Sorry to interrupt, Dave. But yeah, that's one of the issues that with some of the legislators, like in, I don't know, I think Crook County was one of them, where they have not seen these increases in their property taxes. So they're like, wait a minute, you as you said, you can't take money away from us here, which is essentially what you're doing. And so that is also one of the problems is that we have, and, and unfortunately, the state doesn't have a blanket uh, assessed value, which no state does. Yeah. So that's part of the problem as well. So then, that I've heard. So then those, those particular politicians, the commissioners, the mayors start working on their legislators. And so we start losing votes. So Bo and I went to the fiscal staff and said, what, how much would it take to backfill those guys? All the ones that lose money. And it was like $40 million. So we put an appropriation of $40 million in there. All you guys that say you're going to actually go in the hole, here's some more money. Problem is, even the ones that have had increases, you know, good, solid, conservative Republican county commissioners are calling, hey, we need that money. Well, no, wait, it just went up by 25%. You weren't, it's a windfall. You don't need it. Oh, no, you can't cut our budgets, you know. And so it's just, now you got all the local government officials working on their senators and their representatives saying, hey, you can't do this. You can't, you can't cut these rates. And and so it was, it was tough to gin up the votes. We did get the votes to get it out of the Senate. Uh, that reduction in assessment rate went over to the House, and um, they sent it to a committee where, you know, it was given a do-not-pass recommendation. It was a hand-picked committee, and uh, it died. And so that's the next level, is there are people down there, and uh, they, 
run are as, they purposely they run as conservative republicans but they want the money and you know there's one highly placed member of leadership on the house side i was on a program with him in front of the um cattle growers several years ago and he made no bones about it he said your taxes need to go up we need the money we need the money for education your taxes need to go up and he could have heard a pin drop and i followed him and i said we don't have a we don't have a problem with taxes being too low we have a problem with our spending being too high and the place erupted but i, I mean i was shocked that he just stood up there and said your taxes need to go up I, i'd never heard a you know a, and when you have somebody in that in a position of power you know it's real hard to get a bill through so and i, I hate to use this term but mm -hmm. there this is not my term this is what some of the uh, organizations that are anti-tax, anti-such-and-such. Are there rhinos in the state legislature? You know, I don't like to use the term either because I get, you know, it's it's like nanny-nanny-foo-foo as a way of political debate, <laughs> you right. know, call right. names. And um, I've, I've But had, I mean, at least in, maybe not name, but at least in their in their way of thinking. It, you know there 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 are gradations of conservative in the Republican Party, and there are liberals and moderates in the Republican Party. Okay. I, I don't like to use the the name calling thing, but that's um, a fair assessment. There I are there I, are some that are more conservative than others, and I think there are people there that believe that they solved we solved a lot of problems for funding for the state by this run up in property tax assessments. Uh, there's another one. He's a chairman of a committee and and uh, a former speaker that you know he just says. We need the money. And, so is uh, this going to continue then if, if this is what they're thinking is? In terms of hardcore conservatives, of which I count myself one, in the Senate we're about two to three votes short of being able to really push punch through something. And, and in the House they're about five short. And uh, this next election cycle, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think if, my prediction is if the legislature doesn't achieve some really startling reform on property taxes this next session. I think there's going to be hell at the ballot box in the following election to anybody that doesn't get on board with doing something dramatic. But once that's in place, do they really care? Uh, you mean once once the property tax reform is in place? No, no. Once the proper once the if property tax reform fails, mm -hmm. and they get voted out the next election cycle, do they care? Once, once they pretty much, you know, quote unquote, get what they want, which is higher taxes, and they get voted out, what's the downside yeah, to them? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think they probably all would like to hang on to their seats, but I, 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 I can't answer that one. That's a good question. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a good question too. I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I kind of lean towards. I, I agree. I don't think they really care. Uh, it, that's the way it, it appears. That's anyway. the perception, right? I mean, from you know, a layman like myself sitting back looking, I would think that that is what's going <clears> on. <throat> but and they may not believe the issue is that big. Like I said, some just are not tuned in to understand just how really big the issue is. I mean, if right. if you were out at the college or you were over in Buffalo and you saw that room full of very angry people, and I've heard from, I've gotten voicemail messages, I've gotten text messages, I've gotten email messages from people I've never heard on any political issues before. One was by a gentleman, it's a very nicely written letter, but he said, the legislature failed. Here's a graph of my property taxes for the last six years. He took t the time to graph it, and it's just this huge line that just mm -hmm. shoots way up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and uh, that's the other pro 
part of it is I've spoken to groups where I'm trying to go through all the issues and the constitution. They don't want to hear it. What they want to hear is you're going to cut them and you're going to cut them now. I, now we're three years into it. I think not only do we need to cut, I think we need to give a refund for the excess taxes for the last two years where we didn't get anything done. Well, that in and of itself would be something. Yeah. Okay. We, we're going to talk. I have a couple of questions relating to what we can do about this okay. and what we can't do when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call. Real quick, 674-4443-672-5763. If you want to chime in on what we're talking about with Senator Kinski or you have something else you want to talk about, there's your numbers. We'll be back right after this. Simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Rackleton's is now back for dinner on Monday nights. And attention all ladies looking for a fun night out with your girlfriends? Come join us at Frackleton's Monday evenings where ladies get happy hour prices all evening. Relax and unwind in our stylish and welcoming atmosphere and let our friendly staff take care of all your needs. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or just catching up with friends, dinner at Frackleton's Mondays with our ladies night is the perfect way to do it. Don't miss out. See you on Monday evenings at Brackleton's. Think you know a lot about rodeo? Well, do you? Take the rodeo quiz presented by VacuTech and find out. You'll be entered for a chance to win $250 in chamber bucks, which will pony up to the winner on July 11th. So, what are you waiting for? Saddle up and head on over to sharedmedia.com to take a look at the rodeo quiz sponsored by VacuTech. Look for it on the contest page at sharedmedia.com. Let's ride! Are you looking for one healthcare clinic that can see your whole family? Hi, I'm Dr. Erica Rinker. Sheridan Memorial Hospital's primary care provides quality healthcare for all ages while offering convenient appointment options such as virtual visits, same day appointments, and shared appointments, saving you time and money. See us for comprehensive physicals, screening tests, preventative care, and more. Conveniently located in the heart of downtown Sheridan at 61 South Gould Street, find us online at SheridanPrimaryCare.com. The First People's Powwow, Friday, July 14th, immediately after the Rodeo Parade, a one-of-a-kind event that shouldn't be missed. Hundreds of Native American dancers and drum teams dressed in full regalia will gather on the front lawn of the historic Sheridan Inn, telling stories and performing traditional ceremonial dances. This event is free and open to the public. The First People's Powwow, Friday, July 14th, immediately after the Rodeo Parade at the historic Sheridan Inn. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, along with Ron Richter and our guest host this uh, this morning, State Senator Dave Kinski. And we are talking about property taxes initially. And, Senator, you, you said that the legislature failed and gave some, some reasons why things didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you, you said was that there were some local... Uh, county commissioners, mayors, whatever, that were kind of pushing their state legislators to maybe not do this. 
one of the things that's, that's that I, one of the reasons right yeah. right and one of the at the town hall in buffalo there were, there were a group of people that were talking about here are things and they gave different uh ideas or or plans right wrong or indifferent that that the county commission could take to curb this so in your opinion as a state legislator what can if anything county commissions do to help with curbing this property tax issue well so let's say there's 70 mills uh, almost two-thirds of which goes to the schools so but of the county assesses 12 back it down to 11 back it down to 10 city assesses eight back it down to six back it down to five that's one of the things that they brought up but then that's isn't that hurting people across the board yeah that's what i was going to say doesn't that have you know repercussions to everyone then well if your property taxes went up by 25 percent and you're figuring you're going to get five percent do you need eight mills to still collect more money i gotcha okay so mm-hmm. with the the mills going up you're probably still going to get that same level that you yeah, were so, under the so 25 percent of eight is two you back it down to six you're still collecting what you collected last year it's not like you're taking an actual cut you're True. just backing away from the increase and what i heard from you know well, it's really up to the legislature to fix it. You know, it's, 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 call your legislator and yes. they need to do something about this. And I think everybody ought to, ought to help out, you know, have a role. But uh, I think that if we uh, back off the assessment or we back increase the amount of the credit, you know, it'll impact county budgets. It'll impact city budgets. Uh, it'll impact all those budgets across the board. And then the question is whether the legislature will have enough resolve to say, you know, I'm sorry, Mayor. I'm sorry, Commissioner. But you know, your the property taxes are out of control, and we got to do something. So, in your opinion, would it be better then to have the legislature bring down the assessment percentage, or would it be better for the the local governments to bring the mills down, as you said? I don't think you're going to get local governments to bring the mills down, and and they're the biggest chunk of the mills all goes to the schools, sure, and the schools. You know they're under these the Supreme Court and the lawyers got involved and judges got involved. They run school finance. They decided constitutionally there's all these things that I you can't find in the Constitution, but you run against all kinds of issues there. So high-priced Philadelphia lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the assessment, anything that depends on a constitutional amendment, just takes years. Right. And so what what we're what I'm looking at now is there's a property tax credit and I'm and it's embarrassing that we didn't figure this out sooner but it, you know everybody's trying to figure this out as we go. So there is on the books a property tax credit. And it's nothing. It was it was designed in 1985. <clears throat> and so it says if your home is below $41,000, you don't pay any property tax and it's a credit that that phases out once your home reaches $62,000. Are there any houses no. in this state that are even valued at that? Yeah. So the average tax credit is a maximum of $105. What you do is you crack that open and you in my view, you bump it up to $300,000. Okay. Okay, so now what does that do? That that's costs, a major percentage. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, that's huge, but you think since 1985 and then we've had, you know, 15, 20% for three years in a row. So that costs the state $193.7 million. The state can withstand that. 
I mean, they, you know, they've, they've had hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in tax increases. And what that does is it, uh, with a $300,000 residential property tax credit, in other words, you don't assess the first $300,000, two-thirds of the residential properties in the state had a value less than $300,000. So, I, I mean... Then where are they finding all these? So, that would be an incredible impact. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's still so if you're a billionaire, you're still going to pay property taxes. And if you have, you know, if your home's worth, well, I got the assessed value of my home. I can't believe it. I'd like to sell it for what they said it's worth. But it would cut mine, you know, about 25%. I was just going to say the same thing. That's part of what the problem is from what I'm hearing from people. And this makes no sense to me either. L let's take my house as an example. Built in 1942, live in Buffalo. Is it, uh, you know, a shed? No, but it's a, a decent home. But the assessed value based on fair market value and this is what doesn't make any sense to me because there are homes in my neighborhood there in North Buffalo that have sold for over three hundred thousand dollars and I understand that there are homes that are worth that but then they and mine is not assessed at that but they use that as a marker to figure out what my worth of my property is and that's not correct in my opinion because they're telling me that mine is well worth over $200,000. I couldn't sell it for that. There's no way I could sell it for that, just like you were saying. You, you couldn't have sell you, yours. Didn't, have you gone through the same analysis on yours? No. You didn't look at it that close? No. Okay. So, so, okay. And, and, okay. And so let's take that. Let's just, let's just round it off to $200,000 to make it simple. So if I was to sell it for that, I know the upgrades that need to be done on that house. So I would be looking at fifty to $75,000 in various upgrades just to get it to that level. So it's not worth that amount. Have you gone down to the assessor and made that pitch? No. Yeah, it's, it's, worth, it's worth a shot to go to the assessor and make that, make that pitch. I, I, now, in my house, I went down and I said, if I could sell it for this much, I'd list it tomorrow. And, and Paul said, well, you should list it because that's, that's, that's what you could get. And, I, and, and the market was crazy enough that probably he was right. But where do I go? Right. You can't replace it. Yeah, that. where do I go? I'd, I'd, ha you know, I'd like to go to something half as big, but I would, I would pay you know, two-thirds of what I'd, right. I'd get out of selling this house. That's exactly what we were talking about last week a little bit, that, okay, you could sell it. But then what am I going to get for yeah. that price? You're, you know what I mean? There, there's not a fair market value out there. And but, the thing that gets me about this, it scares me with the kids coming up now, like my kids that are, you know, adults. And they're paying more in rent than I'm paying in mortgage. Mortgage, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, and, yeah. and they don't qualify for any loans because it's too high of a percentage of their income. And even if they were to qualify, there's nothing to buy anyway. Yeah. So let's just say that there is something out there to buy. Th just taking that income level and saying, well, this is too big of a percentage of your income, you don't qualify to buy a house. Well, I qualify to pay rent. You know, that's that's the counter argument to that. It's just ridiculous. I'm scared to death for my kids. I'm going to have to die before they're going to be able to too. do anything. You know, it's yeah. just crazy. And it, it just keeps, it, it seems like it's getting worse every year. Not that it's the legislature's fault. I'm just saying 
These are the things that we're all dealing with. And I think that anger, as you said, is coming out across the board with all of these issues. You know, the good news is the economy is strong. The bad news is inflation, right. uh, regulation. And uh, so I, you know, going into this next session, I think it's important that we, that, that we don't have people going multiple different directions on multiple different bills. And that's why I'm starting early. I've got two bills drafted. One is for this residential property tax credit. And then the other one is actually a refund for the prior two years. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can get enough people focused on that. Like I said, the last session, there were 21 bills and people were just all over the lot. And then there were just there were people who said, yeah, I know we got to do something. And really, in their hearts, they didn't want to do anything. They, they, they wanted that money. And then you get outside forces being local officials saying, eh, you know, we, we really could use the funds. And I, you just you got to be true to your convictions, stand up for your principles and say, we are going to have property tax reform and, and it's not going to be incremental. It's going to be something dramatic because the run-up has been dramatic and people are mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. And I think the legislature has to act and act now. Now, Senator, you say 21 bills was too many and that, that played a role in why things didn't get done. What do you see as a more realistic number to actually get something done? Uh, my two bills. Okay. <laughs> fine, did, I, fine. Did, I, did I expect any answer but <laughs> my two bills will be yeah. great. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm afraid that we're going to go through the same ritual again of just so many people anxious to get some kind of solution that, that we just trip over ourselves and really don't get anything. So we've got to have something that gets some momentum. Okay. Um, Trevor, did we have a caller? Okay. Caller, you're on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate the conversation today. Yes. Um, I do have a question for Senator Kinski, and because Senator Driscoll removed you from your chairmanship, I believe this is correct, of the Appropriation Committee, <clears throat> you're talking about two bills that you would move forward in the 2024 session. How does your removal from chairmanship of Appropriations Committee, what, how is, what is your functionality now? Are you still on the Appropriations Committee but no longer chairman? Will that change for the 2024 session? In other words, you're, you're willing to go forward and take up the, the lance of this cause here, property tax reform, but what horse are you going to be riding? Where will you be? when the legislature takes up again in uh, 2024. I hope my question is understandable and it's my practice to get off and listen. So thank you very much. Appreciate the conversation. Okay, thanks caller. I've got some good news. I'm fully functional. I'm fully functional. She said, how, we, how functional will you be? I'm fully functional. The, uh, the thing with Driscoll and the JAC, you know, he, he pulled me off as chairman. I'm still on the committee. He pulled me off as chairman because I'm just too darn conservative for him. That's really what it comes down to. That was kind of the question because it didn't make any sense. The reason that he gave in the, in the press was that you, quote, unquote, missed a meeting, which you didn't. Correct. Um, you were there by video conference, which is completely acceptable. People do it all the time in the legislature. So that in and of itself was not a valid reason that he gave, but it's the one that he gave, correct? Yeah, correct. And, and, he, and every time, and so what happened then is initially he said, well, you missed that meeting. I was there by video. He said, well, it was important. You should have been there in person. 
Um, and then subsequently said, well, you, he didn't have his camera on enough. He didn't participate enough. And, th and then finally he just abandoned that and it came up with something else. He spoke, every time he speaks to a group, it's, it's a different reason. It all comes down to, I'm too conservative for the guy. That's what it comes, it comes down to. So I will remain as a member of the Appropriations Committee. I'm going to stick true to my conservative principles. And I'm going to continue to advance uh, legislation, conservative legislation, like reducing property tax credits and uh, try to rally as much support for that as I can. Uh, property tax bill does not go to Appropriations Committee. It goes to Revenue Committee anyway. That's not the right committee, except if you're on the House. And then what happened on the House side is the leadership would assign some of these property tax bills to appropriations where they would recommend they not pass and they'd go to the bottom of the pile. So that's kind of a parliamentary. Which is what happened. Yeah, that's kind of a parliamentary maneuver that, mm -hmm. that, that frustrated property tax reform, anything coming out of the House. Interesting, isn't it? Representative Crago talked about yeah. that, too, and he said, yeah, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, that's not the committee that it would ordinarily go to. It would go to Revenue Committee. Politics. Mm -hmm. Plain yeah. politics. Political yeah. jostling. Yeah. Well, you know, I was naive going in. I thought Wyoming was different, and, and the people that said, oh, it's a swamp, it's like D.C. Well, it's not quite bad as bad as D.C., but... It's po there's politics. There's a lot of game playing that goes on, and and unfortunately that game playing operated to the detriment of property tax reform, and so we gotta we gotta get past that to everyone in the state, that. which is what they should have been doing was yeah. was dealing with this issue in the state. Yeah. Okay, well I'm gl I'm glad that uh, our caller brought that up because that was one of the things I I was sure was going to come up was the yeah. removal of of your chairmanship and the committee, and you seem to be okay with it. Well, you know, uh, 10 years as mayor, uh, in public life, this is my 20th year of public life. You learn uh, to not let those things get you down and just keep pushing ahead. You know, you got to do what you got to do, get the job done. And, uh, you know, it's not the first time that politics like that's gotten in the way of trying to do what you do. And not the first time I've ever had to pay a price for sticking true to my principles, you know, and right. that's, that's the way it is. I'll tell you, it was uh, just, a, just a little story. Because, uh, Ron, you had said earlier you wonder if some people really care about holding on to their office or not. I can't remember what the issue was in front of the city council. And I had a city councilman who was telling me, well, you know, if I vote aye on that or I vote no on that, you know what, I, I, I might lose in the next election. And I said, here's the thing. If you really want this job, you're no good for it. You have to be willing to vote for what is right without regard to what the next election may bring. And if you lose in the next election, just figure you get two Monday nights a back and two Monday <laughs> nights a week back. Yeah. But that you gave it your all. But if you are going to tack to the wind according to the next election, you're no good to Sheridan and you're no good to this administration. Mm -hmm. so we, we were talking about this, I think it was off, off uh, the air at some point where Exactly that. If people are willing to do nothing or have a no vote or, or a, you know, just a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Just not vote on anything. They're, well, yeah, they're they getting abstain. abstain. Yeah. You're getting nothing done regardless. Why are you there? I agree. And, you know, you're not allowed to abstain. on The, th the, th <clears throat> the vote that counts in the Senate is the third vote, and you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to abstain. Pick and one. if you're off the floor, you can do a call of the Senate, and the sergeant arm goes out and fetches you and brings you in. You're not allowed to duck into the bathroom because it's going to be a tough vote. Mm -hmm. Now, so 
you can declare a conflict of interest. You know, if you say, well, I've got an indirect interest or I may benefit from that bill, I'm going to declare a conflict. That's the only way out of a vote on the third vote. The third one is the one that counts. Hmm. That's the one that counts. Interesting. Yeah. Did not know it, it's, I think it's a good tradition for the Wyoming Senate, and I, and I hope that continues into the future. Good. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break there on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Senator Dave Kinski, State Senator Dave Kinski, joining us this morning. We're talking about property taxes. We'll come back and discuss more right after this. and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Part of who we are, it's our history, our identity. But boy, this is not your granddaddy's rodeo anymore. The YO is bigger, better, and bolder. Larger purses, tougher competition, and a whole lot of family fun. Come for the world champion Indian relay races, high stakes PRCA action, and a warm welcome unlike anywhere else in the world. Get your tickets at SheridanYORodeo.com. LifeLink of Sheridan County delivers peace of mind. Are you concerned for the safety and independence of a loved one or perhaps yourself? LifeLink provides alert systems that work in home or on the go anywhere in the United States, 24-7, 365. We are managed right here in Sheridan with installation and maintenance done by a local representative. No long-term contract, no service cancellation fee. For more information on LifeLink of Sheridan County, call 307-751-9348. If time and money are important, you owe yourself to visit Valvoline Express Care for your next oil change or automotive repair. They perform quality oil changes quickly, no appointment necessary. They service all vehicle makes and models with products that exceed manufacturer specifications to ensure your new vehicle warranty remains intact. If your car needs new brakes, battery, tires, alignment, or has a check engine light on, they can take care of that too. Valvoline Express Care, powered by the brand you trust, 752 Coffeine Avenue. Summer is here, and Moss Holders wants your home to be ready for guests. So for this week only, save on every single purchase store-wide. Choose a new mattress for the guest room, outdoor chairs for your patio, or a new dining set or sectional to accommodate all of your company. While in-store, sign up for a chance to win one of four great prizes to be given away. You can win a brand-new Blackstone Grill, a 50-inch smart TV, a camping package with a large cooler and camping chairs, or choose a $1,000 Moss Holders gift certificate. That's this week only at Moss Holders Design Center. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and joining us as our guest host this week is uh, State Senator Dave Kensky. We're talking about property taxes, a little bit about, oh, Senator Driscoll taking you off the committee, which we won't need to get into anymore unless asked. Okay. But I guess we do have a couple of callers. Caller number one, you're on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Is that me? That's you. Hey, uh, start off with thanks for the open forum. I really appreciate it. You bet. Uh, <clears throat> been been around Wyoming my life, seventy plus years. And uh, concerning the taxation, I did attend the uh, meeting at the college there, and um, it's always more obvious that the elephant in the room is 
school taxes and cost of school and of course I grew up here and my kids and my grandkids and uh, you know what I've seen is you know I've been to country school and the Black Hills and KC and uh, so what I've seen here is real simple school has become less school and more uh, curricular activities by far uh, more administration uh, so it's top heavy middle heavy and on the bottom is academics and uh, in a nutshell I, I think that's the uh, obviously the, the bean counters have shown that that was obviously the lion's share so um, if we can't do something about that uh, I don't know I guess we're just going to continue uh, along the behavior of the feds and borrow money and give it away in grants like it's free money and <clears throat> eliminate liquidity and uh, a positive uh, economy nationwide, which is pretty obvious. So I'd like to see that corrected. And uh, this issue is an overnight thing. Uh, it's happened in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the naysayers of what I'm saying may actually have a chance to put some legitimization in that we're raising smarter kids because they play football or soccer or, uh, you know, any of those things. But uh, I see it otherwise. So I appreciate my time on the radio. Okay. Thank you so much, caller. Um, do we want to go to caller two? All right. Caller two, you're okay. on the air on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. You know, just a quick thought about uh, the whole uh, property tax issue. I wonder if, uh, and again, Senator Kinsky's an attorney, I'm not, but I just wonder if anybody's looked at Supreme Court decisions in the past as far as uh, taxing unrealized gain. I know there's a, there's a case pending right now for the Supreme Court, more of the U.S. has to do with a peripheral issue, but I just wondered if that might not be an avenue that you might want to look at because it seems to me in the dark recesses of my mind somewhere I remember the Supreme Court had spoken about this long ago about taxing unrealized gain and it seems like that's what this property tax thing about a uh, uh, value of the homes is all about. Thank you. Along those lines, is, that, good, con too, is too that constitutional? I'll tell you, those are two good questions, two good callers. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, let's, go, let's circle back to the schools. Um, I like to keep the schools, and at the Revenue Committee, there, we had people and the local representative talking about the cost of education and whether kids are really getting educated. I think we've got to separate that from the property tax discussion, or else you start, you start getting things too confused too fast. You cannot tie school finance reform as a precondition of property tax reform, or you're never going to get property tax reform. That's a much larger debate on schools. And I think that I've seen a poll several years ago. I had urged the Wyoming Business Association to do a poll on school finance, and it, and it came back. And what was interesting is even conservative Republicans are concerned when you start touching K-12 education. And they want to know whatever you're going to do, it better be right. And, it, and, and you're not going to hurt a classroom teacher. And so when you start tying property tax reform in with we got to do something about our schools, you start fading away a lot of support fast. So to me, they're two separate debates. 
we can we can achieve property tax reform in the first 20 days of the next legislative session if we want to if the leadership is committed to it schools are a whole different deal and we can we can do property tax reform and still <clears throat> adequately and properly fund education let's let's counter argue with that for a second okay. because as far as school reform and i know what the caller was getting at there a, a lot of what the costs involved with school are not teachers they're not administrators they're not this a lot of this is federal mandates that come down from the federal government saying okay this is what you need to do you need to fund this you need to fund this and granted a lot of the funding comes from the federal government but then there are you know after so many years of these programs the states are expected to pick these up that's where a lot of this money goes is to fund a lot of these programs that do we really need them well so let me hand and that's the uh, i uh, guess that's the argument metaphorically I have. i'll hand drawn a magic wand he waves it and school is reformed exactly the way the caller wants okay you haven't done anything on property taxes Sure. They're still going up 20%. Right. So where's the extra money going to yeah, go? Right. You, you, so I got you. Yeah. But. Two different deals. Two different deals. The next one on the Supreme Court on unrealized gain, it's a good point. You know, what's going to, what's going to the Supreme Court is the idea of a wealth tax, right? That you buy a stock in your, you buy a stock and you hold on to it and it, and it goes up by 15%. Can they tax you? And if you haven't sold it, can they tax you on that 15%? And if it goes down again the next year, do you get a tax credit on, and you still haven't sold the stock? You, you don't have any extra money. You've just got a piece of paper representing stock. Right. And so uh, the current administration has implemented some things that look an awful lot like a wealth tax, and that's going to the Supreme Court of the United States. So the same idea is if, if my home went up in value but I haven't sold it, is that a wealth tax? Is that an unconstitutional wealth tax? I don't know the answer to that. Um, the, the, the other side of that coin is, is there are a lot of people saying, well, we need an acquisition-based property tax like California. Prop 13 in California. Howard Jarvis, you were probably in grade school at the time. And that did not work. Well, it's. I signed on <clears throat> with Representative Jennings to study it, to see you know what the implications of it are. I know some people say if you want to get an income tax in Wyoming, implement Prop 13 on property taxes. It creates a lot of inequities, uh, but let's let's let's. But it's not. What is good about it is you're taxed just on what you paid for the home. Period. Uh, what's bad about it is, it, you know, if you're a little old lady and you've lived in your home for 30 years, your property taxes stay flat. Now you want to move into a little condo. Well, every property that hasn't been subject to the cap, those property taxes go through the roof, just through the roof. So you got to be real careful. But the study should try to, you know, the study I signed on with Representative Jennings, we need to answer that question. There's a lot of people calling for it. Let's find out if there is a way to implement it that it, that it doesn't... Uh, uh, that it doesn't create a lot of distortions and inequities. Let's okay. let's let's find out the answer. We should know the answer. And it, yeah, it doesn't hurt to look into it. I know right. Oregon, after California initiated that Proposition 13, that Oregon adopted something similar, and their taxes eventually went through the damn roof as well. Yeah. So, looking at how it's panned out in other states. I, I don't know if that I don't know if there's a way that Wyoming can make that work. I have no idea, but yeah, it's worth yeah. looking into. Let me ask you this: If we get to the point where we can reform property taxes, is there any discussion in the legislature to bring in, say, 
an income tax in Wyoming to make up the difference? Has anybody discussed that? Um, I haven't heard that discussion, but I can tell you I'm, I'm absolutely adamantly opposed to an income tax. As most people Absolutely are. opposed to an income tax. And that's why I think we've got to be careful with, you know, what happens when you get mad sometimes is you just don't think straight. So I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to do something that we look back years later and go, what were we thinking? You know, we're behind the eight ball now. And I don't want to do anything that directly or indirectly creates the the scenario for for an income tax. Now, years ago, there was a constitutional amendment that passed, went to the people and says, oh, by the way, if Wyoming ever has an income tax, you get credit for every other tax you pay. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So that you wouldn't. What would you gain? What would what the would state gain? gain? Yeah, yeah. What would the state gain? I mean, you'd take the steam out of out of out of income tax right. pretty pretty fast mm-hmm. that way if you've got a credit against every other tax you pay. <laughs> interesting, but you know the income tax. It started out. It was going to be one percent, and only the wealthy would pay it. And you know, and it never does. And every time never, a tax is implemented, generally, mm-hmm. it, it just gets crazy yeah now wealthy means you have a job uh-huh pretty much <laughs> that's not at mcdonald's okay senator kinski this upcoming legislative session there are a couple of ideas that you brought forth about what we can do about property taxes let's go over those real quick we've got a couple of minutes to uh okay the first is those. the first is an existing property tax credit which is just phases out at sixty one thousand dollars in value jigger that around so that the first $300,000 in property tax value is excluded. So if you have a $500,000 house, it's assessed like it's a $200,000 house. If you have a $300,000 house, you don't pay any property tax. And this does not require a constitutional amendment. It, it should not because your home would still be assessed at the same rate at as what the constitution okay. says, which is the fair market value. Okay. So you, it doesn't require a constitutional amendment. And uh, that one, if um, that would cost the state $193 million, the state can afford it. I mean, the state is rolling in dough. Uh, the economy is strong. The second is a, is a residential property tax refund for the last two years that this, the legislature didn't get anything done, which just says, take, uh, take what you, let me see, take the increase that you had less the rate of inflation you get a refund for that amount so if your increase went up get a check yeah if your inflation your property went up by 20 percent and inflation was five there's 15 percent refund coming we will be looking to see what happens it'd be fun yeah we've got to go that'll do it thank you senator kansky for joining us jackson electric open line friday thanks again ron yep we'll see you in two weeks well that's right happy wild rodeo friday KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!